everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 all-star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's John, Luke, and Tex. Drive on. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes. Make sure the levels fall from low. I got the girls shining oh so bright. Good afternoon, John. Hey, what's happening? Nothing much. I got a new microphone. Oh, yeah. Well, mic stand. Yeah, new well, new mic stand. It's a little shorter, so I think you could see my face a yes. little bit post from being like... Yes, I'm lurking. Behind lurking big, behind the microphone. Behind a big microphone. Tex and I will remain lurking. Tex, how are you? <laughs> you know, that's... How a, can he see me? <laughs> that's a good... You know, I mean, that's kind of a descriptive name for Tex. Lurker? I don't find I'm Tex not to a be lurker. a lurker. No. I, I find you lurking. I wallflower. I see you skulk. What's a You're skulk? Skulking to around. Skulk. To skulk something. You yeah. know. Well, it's better than I had lumbering Luke Summers. Well, lumbering, lumbering and you're a skulker. You're going to have to look that one up. <laughs> I'm going to have to. It's skulking around. I totally know what skulking is, John, but why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, skulking around is kind of with a scowl, kind of uh, oh, negative, just sure. kind of skulking around negative, just... Negative energy, just no. kind of stomping your little feet, you know, no. your little legs. That seems like a negative <laughs> response. The only thing I'm negative about is negativity, John. <laughs> uh, you're a skulker. I disagree. I bring sunshine to this room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a black hole sun. <laughs> oh, just oh, kidding, Cornell. Just kidding. I was like, I almost teared up when you brought that up. I, I, I miss Chris Cornell. So yeah. much. Gosh God. darn. I'd listen to him all the time. Well, and, uh, I'll play it for the kids. And they'll be like, ah, oh. I'm like, shut up. This guy's a genius. Mm-hmm. He left the world too soon. Him and Avicii. Mm-hmm. Preach on that Avicii call. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking tunes. We're not skulking or sulking, lumbering or limping along. We're bringing it. Hot. It's hot. The hotline is open, baby. 929-464-4640. That's 929-ing-ing-zero. Call us. Leave a lovely message or text us. We've had some people doing that as well. And ask us a question. And then we're going to reserve these crew episodes to bring you the info that you're literally, 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 literally asking for, which is today, not really even a question. <laughs> but I think that we can well, I we think pull he, the question. I think that he had the idea that he was going to do a question and then he got kind of lost in that. I can see how it's hard to like... Like, you know, you're calling these big time podcasters. Like the people that have Matthew Modine on. Yeah. I mean, these guys, I mean, we're talking to borderline C-list celebs within the fitness uh, space. Well, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. A-lister. Let's well, uh, in the fitness space? Yeah. CrossFit space. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you might have you might have aged out to B-lister. Well, I, I, because we got new heroes like oh, Matt yeah. Frazier. Yeah, those and guys are elite. Pat Frazier? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is that Matt's brother? I, listen, Tex, I'm not you, the right guy you to know you're be old. talking about this. You know you're old when you're watching NFL football and you're like, oh, man, is that guy, guy or oh, like, um, I know that name. That must be that so-and-so's brother. And then you look and it's their kid. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, wow, now <laughs> Shit. I feel old. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Are we talking about how we peaked? Like we've already peaked or are we re-peaking? Because everyone knows I'm re-peaking. I peaked sixth, seventh is that grade. Like, is that like re-nesting? Like the Nate Austin, the re-nester? <laughs> re-peaking? What, yeah. If it's re-peaking, if it's the same profession. Ah. Uh, but now we're all in different professions, so mm. we could 
We haven't yet. Peaked. What profession would you put you in? Well, that's a I good question. I had a real job school, once. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least at least Luke can talk about his cubicle days. Yeah. Oh, oh you know what? I should bring in my five year certificate. I I found it the other day cleaning out some stuff. I'm going to hang my five year. The Navistar. fact that you have that much junk, like you are a hoarder. So. <laughs> Like, hey, no look, denying. <laughs> I haven't been there in eight years and I still have my five-year certificate. Yeah, that's great. It's a big day. They said, hey, congratulations for being here five years. Here's your certificate. Pick anything out of the first three pages of this catalog. And it was just a bunch of garbage that I couldn't... It was so. It was such great little trinkets. I didn't know what to choose. So I... What with I, the donuts? Nope. Binoculars. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Sweet. It was something I actually needed instead of something I wanted. Like one of those, you know, like fancy mechanical clocks that have... You know, kind of like a cuckoo clock, but there's just a lot of moving parts on there. I want one that has the balls that go. Yeah, it was kind of like that. It was like one of those things. I'm like, man, that'd be cool to have on my desk someday when I get a desk. But here I am with a set of binoculars. Huh. It works you still good. got them? Oh, yeah. Right. He uses them every day. Yeah, every day when he's driving up. to work, he's got them uh, taped to his head. That's Yeah, how, how do you see in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> that well. Same way? You need some binoculars, buddy. I do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get on to today's question. Play so this question. Here we go. And uh, John, I'll give you an, my what I think the adaptation of this message should be. Okay. What's up, Power Athlete? Uh, Mike here. Uh, I wanted to call you guys and ask you about an issue I've been having with my 99 Ford F350. It's got the 7.3. It's got a uh, reoccurring four-wheel drive issue. It's air-operated. Air and I wanted to run a couple solutions past you, but that's not what this phone call is about. Um, I was listening to Meat Eater podcast, episode 239, and it's got this doctor on it. He's uh, Paul Saladino. He wrote the uh, carnivore diet book. Um, he had some pretty interesting things to say on there. Um, he's not one of these New York strip steak kind of guys uh, that eats for every meal, but uh, he does bring up some interesting things about like bone broth and and some stuff like that evolutionary i thought you guys would be interested in uh and maybe dive into that a little bit but or even have him as a guest i think you guys would enjoy uh speaking to him and i enjoy listening to the episode i appreciate it and that's it bye uh, bye so uh mike calls back and leaves us a second message which is a little bit longer Mostly complimenting me, uh, nothing about you guys. No, he's, he wanted to clarify that he's not looking for us to like validate the carnivore diet, more so that the episode was really intriguing. He's more of kind of power athlete diet, mm. right? Uh, eat with abandoned meat, fish, fowl, seafood, eggs, stack up veggies and fruits. Uh, he had, you know, so Roy G. Biv, he's all on board with that. And I think what he's looking for is, okay, let's say you're a power athlete guy, power athlete diet guy, which... Um, if you want to Google, just tell me what to eat by John Wellborn. It's very succinctly and beautifully put there. Um, just bam, wham. That's what we're looking for. How do you think, John, would it be beneficial for someone to incorporate some of the principles of the carnivore diet, maybe like organ meats, into a power athlete diet? Which isn't necessarily restrictive of that stuff. Like we don't say don't eat organ meats, but we also don't overtly say eat with abandon organ meats. Well, yeah, because we did that once. And then Text. somebody ate too much liver. <laughs> but let's get into the first part of that question. He's driving an, uh, a 99 F Ford 350 with a 7.3. Very nice truck, actually. The, one of the only Fords I would purchase would be that, with a 7.3. I think that's he a Navistar motor, isn't it? Uh, it is. 
Um, well, the 6.0 was a Navistar. Yeah, the no, the 7.3 was before the 6.0. Okay. He doesn't tell us if he has a manual or an automatic transmission. Oh, it's manual so guy. My bet's manual. You think he's a manual guy? Okay. Well, he has uh, the transfer case. He said it's air actuated. First of all, air actuated transfer cases, total junk because the lines go bad. So Everyone what, knows this. Yeah. Text. So what I would find if Do it's an concur? automatic, I uh, the spline counts are usually different between the automatic and a manual transmission. What I would do is I would look to see what the spline count is and I would look for a transmission that was manually shifted. Ideally, the best, strongest, most powerful, like the, the best transfer case in terms of like weight rating for your one ton truck would be an NV271, which came a little bit later uh, for the Fords, and that thing's rated out to like 18,000 foot-pounds of torque, I would call transfercaseexpress.com, ask for Vern, and order an MP271 manual shift, and literally yank that transfer case out, put that one in, get the tone ring, everything machine set up, and you should be fine. It'll probably add a little bit of length, so you might have to do a little jigginess with your... Uh, with your drive shafts, but I would upgrade to a manual shift transmission, or you can go try to find a manual shift for that 99, and I don't know what that transfer case is. You got a drive shaft guy? Yeah, uh, Tom Woods. Go mm -hmm. to Tom Woods uh, drive shafts, um, send him all the measurements. Tom Woods makes everything. There's also Highline drive lines. Uh, that guy's uh, kind of prickly, but actually makes really good stuff too. So that <laughs> and, those would be my two recommendations. For our listeners, this is not, um a sponsored spiel. This is John just spouting his expertise, which and the fact is, I concur. Yeah, and we the, concur. And the fact that uh, I didn't rehearse this, no. I'm just giving you off of what I know on uh -huh. Ford transfer uh -huh. cases because I'm putting Ford axles underneath my trucks right now. And with Ford axles, they are passenger drop, not or sorry, driver drop, not passenger drop. So you have to get a transfer case on the other side. So I have a, a weird knowledge of Ford transfer cases that'll work with my intended usages. Mm -hmm. So, but I do know a 99 Ford. F-350 7.3 is a pretty good truck. There you go. And I think it came with the ZF5 manual transmission, and I think it's like an EOAD something for the automatic. So, But I, I'm not as familiar with Ford uh, well, transmissions. Mike, let us know what you think, buddy. On part one of that question, even though you didn't want an answer to it, there you go. So part two, organ meats. Awesome. So when we so the recommended prescription, very generic within the power athlete diet, is eat with abandon, meat, fish, fowl, seafood, and eggs. Now, I would say organ meats fit within there. Yeah. Fit within sure. meat, right? Like, yeah. So um, um, the organ meat's really interesting. Uh, I remember when we were when I was training with Zang, is he used to give us these uh, big like wafer tablets that were called beef liver tablets, and he was like, "Ah, oh, you got to eat these." And the irony was they were awful. Mm. Like, imagine Shocker. powdered liver. No, no, it's disgusting. <laughs> and then when we were at Sornex. And uh, I talked to Bill Kazmaier and I mentioned George and he's like, oh, those beef liver tablets. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, you took those? He's like, oh yeah, we used to gobble them up because uh, they were super high protein. They were yeah. actually beef liver, not like synthesized. They would take beef liver, dry it, condense it and turn it into these wafers and George would make us eat them. Um, organ meats are really interesting. Um, every uh, indigenous kind of hunter-gatherer native uh, tribe, I mean, however you want to kind of distinguish it, eats some form of organ meats. Uh, like uh, there's pictures, and Lauren Cordain, I remember, showed me these pictures of uh, American Indians killing buffaloes, and the first thing they, they would do is slice them open, and they would consume as much of the organ meats as they could as their primary source. So liver, kidneys, heart, mm -hmm. um, you know, was a deal. So organ meats historically... Uh, have always been very high in vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin K, and iron. 
And what's really cool with the vitamin A is that it's already preformed. It doesn't need the body to be converted. It just shows up. Um, there's also magnesium, potassium. So, uh, you know, for liver, I mean, you're talking folate, B12, zinc, and iron. So, I mean, there's a ton of nutrients and, and mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, vitamins in those uh, that are far reaching over other sources of protein. And then also, if you, if you look at, um, I think if you look at liver, uh, I don't eat kidneys. I have a personal dislike of eating kidneys because they taste like urine and I've never gone through all the process, but like uh, tongue, heart and liver, uh, higher amount of protein per ounce compared yeah. to some of the beefs. So, uh, I'm a huge fan of it. And, um, like I know for like the liver, which is real high in folate is sometimes real difficult for people in the paleo diet to get folate cause it limit eggs. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. But I would look at, uh, organ meats is very, very, uh, excellent source. Now the problem though, is I don't think you should only eat organ meats. <coughs> uh, like when Tex was eating, <laughs> what were you eating? Like a pound of Calf liver a day? I was four, it was four meals of liver. So I guess four livers a week. So I try to, so what I do is I freeze the liver. And then I cut it into cubes and I try to eat like three ounces a week. Mm -hmm. So I have these little like kind of half ounce cubes and I eat like one every other day. I eat like one or two of them. Yeah. And toxic levels of vitamin A. <laughs> and Which then is my, a fat vitamin. my Krebs, my Krebs cycle. I was, I was basically in keto. I was burning <laughs> fat for fuel, but I was not eating keto at all. <laughs> And I went to, I visited Arizona and, yeah. and dropped in on Dr. Tom and just happened to get blood work. And I'm like, I'm so healthy. I've been and, eating. Yeah, that, that, and then uh, Dr. Christie's like, what? <laughs> 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 what? Why, why are you vitamin A? And she yeah. broke it down. Basically, essentially, the, the liver was the, the sponge. And I wasn't, I mean, I was going to HEB and buying just cheap liver versus mm -hmm. grass yeah. fed or so probably the cows that this liver came from were soaking up a lot of the not good stuff right that because yeah. you aren't what you eat you're what, what you, you eat correct sure. and yeah especially uh, when it comes into like the liver and kidneys specifically because those are i mean that's yeah those are um, like filtering on the filtration yep. uh one of my personal favorites is heart oh yeah um yeah. i and i've talked about it on the podcast uh state class you'll send me these huge buffalo hearts and i put them in the slow cooker for like 30 hours mm -hmm. you know you cook them on low for about 18 and then you hit it again and you just kind of let it warm and simmer and then you shred it all up and cut it up and we make it into heart tacos um mm -hmm. i absolutely am in love with it but don't eat it every day and um you right. know maybe once a month we kind of break that out and i think that's an interesting thing with it um with the liver and the organ meats they're not necessarily something that you would eat every day but you need to include them at least once a month once yeah. a week and I think too, like another approach to it for anyone who's like, how do I work this in is, um, you know, like you were saying, John cubing or pureeing this stuff and mixing it in with other meats too. So, you know, what we've done with like ground beef yeah. tacos is, you know, you put a small batch of either beef heart or beef liver in there, calf liver or something like that. And, but like there's, there is a ratio. Yeah. There yeah, is a very I, distinct I ratio. When you overdo it with the liver and ground beef, like it just, it's, it just is, it's a hard thing to, to yeah. hammer down. And you also want to get like, I, I would recommend mixing in. So let's, I'd say for two, here's where I would start. I can't remember my ratio because it's been a long time since I've actually got back into the organ meats. I'm now thinking like, I got to get back into that whole thing with my recent change nutritional approach. But I want to say I would do, John, tell me if this sounds right. Like, four to six ounces of liver for two pounds of ground beef is that or am i off on that no because i do 
Uh, what I'll do is uh, I want to say it's four ounces for every 20 ounces of ground beef. Okay. So like I buy uh, that ground buffalo in oh, okay. 20, 20 ounce, ounce packs, packs and I think I would four put, okay. yeah, like, cause I, I would cut them into one ounces and I would throw them in, I chop them up and I want to say like three to four ounces per 20 Okay, was pretty doable. And then what I would like the, you definitely need to cook that in uh, like a, a sweet onion. You know, if you mix that beef up, cook it in a sweet onion, it, whatever that oh, onion and liver yeah. does, yeah. Uh, like there's something that neutralizes that liver flavor. Liver and onions. Well, that's why yeah, when yeah. we were kids, we used to have, my mom would make liver and onions and that's it right. was palatable with the onion. Liver is not, I mean, dude, I remember that one time we cooked, um, I cooked those kidneys. My mom told me to like, like what, what did she Soak say? Them Soak in them milk. in milk. Yeah. And uh, we didn't. And I just threw them in the crock pot yeah. and uh, it was like eating urine. Mm -hmm. Now I've done this, I've done the milk soak. Uh, concept. It doesn't work. Nah, it did. It did this did time. Did it? Yeah, it did. But like, man, you're. I know it's just three bucks for a gallon of milk, but like, you're dumping all that milk out, and it's like so the cost. I don't know if it's worth it to. I am uh, such a frugal. Like, I don't know if it's worth it to me um, to save a little bit of flavor. Do, do you remember we were in Argentina? And uh, we yes. went to uh, that dude's uh, churrascaria yeah, that yeah. first day we got there. And they had cooked all that organ meats and the entrails and all that as like the appetizers. And they were just bringing it out. Mm -hmm. And it all tasted really good. And I yeah. asked him, I'm like, what's the secret? He's like, lots of heat, lots of salt. Yeah, yeah. And they just kind of like cooked it all. And I was like, I didn't even know what I was eating. I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's the intestine. That's yeah. this. Remember, we just ate everything. And it was in that big, big kind of plate. And I just remember lots of heat, lots of salt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that, I, I guess that's an approach as well. I do, I have messed with uh, like the, the, like what you did, the liver chunks and capsules. And you just kind of like, if you could, if you're okay swallowing pills, yep. you like, it's pretty easy to swallow those, like the, the cubed liver. Oh, dude, those beef liver tablets that we used to eat, mm -hmm. like you took a bite and then, uh, um, we would drink George's God awful coffee is how you knock, you know, knock it back. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking like, I can't believe I was 15 years old, just eating these tablets and drinking this God awful sludge, AKA coffee. Ugh. And for, so the a beef heart that I've done is, you know, like sl slice it pretty thin, kind of think like fajita strips mm -hmm. I've done in a, like medium low heat cooked in butter, uh, with onion again. And then just like some, you know, pick your, pick your favorite taco seasoning. Right. And that's how we've done the, the beef heart fajitas. And, um, yeah, th I mean that, that was probably the most palatable in my foray into the organ meats. Uh, I really like, um, uh, cow face. So when I was, uh, um, man, where would this have been? Oh, I can't remember where we would go. Uh, we used to go to this bitch and Mexican restaurant on Sundays. They would have a uh, cow face mm -hmm. and they would soak. Basically what they do is they take the cow head and they soak it. They pull all the meat off of the face and then they cook that and they had tacos for that. And that was some of the best food I've had. Yeah. Not yeah, necessarily yeah. an organ meat, but I remember being yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Why, why don't we see John? Like, well, I guess maybe just cause that's how we have it in the States. Like what about other animals and organ meats, whether it's, I don't know. Well, she, I mean, chicken hearts. We'll think chicken about hearts. Yeah, chick, oh, chicken hearts. Chicken That's hearts. But oh, yeah. I mean, what about pate? Yeah. I mean, pate is, uh, you know, usually from duck liver. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so I think we do it, uh, with chicken. We do it with, uh, with duck, um, with duck livers, with pate, but I've also had, um, beef liver pate. Mm -hmm. Um, so mm -hmm. I've had pates in a bunch of different days. 
Paula. Yeah. Paula Lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a couple, like, I think we have that beef liver pate recipe on the blog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is good. And it, oh, man, that was a good cert there. What about broth? I know Doris Wellborn was big on the broth. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when, when we were good and she wanted to really treat us, she would pour chicken broth or beef broth in the rice cooker and she would steam the rice. That's how we knew it was a big deal. Uh, so that was big time. But uh, my wife uh, from, geez, like the entire time, uh, and, and this is a total old wives tale that some lady, but you know me, I buy into like old pregnancy wives tales sure. are usually pretty accurate. Um, some lady told my wife that uh, like if you actually make like real bone broth and like boil the bones mm-hmm. and you drink it, it'll help your milk um, be like flow. So Kate would have all these bones that she would cook and drink this like constantly and it helped her um you know breastfeed two you know twins so it did work but i know she drank a ton of bone broth mm-hmm. and i don't know where i mean that that must have been a criss cresser yeah, uh, yeah, deal i, um, I, I can't remember coat. but it was there there were some old wives tales about bone broth mm-hmm. for uh, milk production so we used to do a ton of it she still does a big cup of bone broth every day she also mm-hmm. makes her own kefir so she kind of goes back and forth on those and i know within the birth fit space as well there that was a recommendation on the nutritional side of things is like um is replacing because uh, you know, Ashley had, when she was pregnant, uh, really, really tried to clean it up on any sort of the things they kind of tell you not to drink, whether it's uh, white like claws. coffee, coffee or copious amounts of Bud what? Light. No, no. <laughs> white claws. No, but she most, switched to white claws. So she ditched caffeine though. She ditched coffee, which I think was like relatively low, low risk, but it changed her morning routine. So now like she, she ended up replacing her morning cup of Joe so to speak, with a, like a hot cup of bone broth. So we were in the same Such thing. Such hipsters now. I know. And then she got this really cool hat. <laughs> well, she she bought into the... And this jean jacket. Uh, she, she, bought, she bought into the birth fit hat of the month. Yeah, you know, and I'm really thinking about upping my denim collection. So... Um, well, you are rocking some macrame jean shorts. I know. Uh, I'm thinking like uh, big hats, indigo girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. For I Luke. can get behind lots that. Of Lil- lots of Lilith Fair. Here's what I... I'm worried about how are you going to get big enough headphones to wear over your hat i don't know we'll have to get them special made well Wait. usually the bill's real floppy so it just kind of comes down on the side big floppy brim hat mm-hmm. all right we're gonna have to up our volume so you can hear us yeah hats are oversized. Hat. it's funny you know and there's a lot of toe rings funny lots it's of toe hat. rings <laughs> toe rings are real big and like in the hippie rings. community uh pinky rings, toe rings and like turquoise stones is Ooh. that hip it's very Native American, and mm. well, yeah, we don't want a culturally appropriation. Uh, Your mm-hmm. cult- yeah, cu- cultural appropriation. I just like the color, and it looks cool. It brings out the turquoise in my well, belt. In my puka shell necklace. Buckle. I'm going to be. You wearing. don't have the balls to wear a puka shell <laughs> necklace. God damn it! I wish you did, Spicoli. Well, it's on, <laughs> dude. If you guys are rolling in with a puka shell, well, Luke is still hoarding his pukas from high school. So I never got him in high school. Get out of here. <laughs> no yeah, bullshit. You want to bet? I'll bet you five Dude, bucks. I'll tell you this. Uh, the surfer bros used to rock puka shell necklaces <laughs> when I was in high school. And I always thought they were cool as shit. And I mean, mm-hmm. we saw Spicoli. He rocked one. I never rocked a puka shell. Um, but man, okay. I totally would have. Man, I, I don't think I did. I was not a big accessory guy, Tex. What not you, like Tex? you. I don't even know what a puka is. Well, yes, the problem is it gets stuck in that hamburger meat uh, chest hair you got. Mm-hmm. So you exactly. can't rock a puka shell and get in there and pull it out. That's yeah, super painful. Keep doing that. I mean, we can't have any more hair pulled out. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. shit. That's that. Hold on. Waxing was. <laughs> don't tear up. 
Dude, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. PTSD. It's getting hot in here. PTSD. I mean, we've brought it up, and all of a sudden, Tex gets this like like the thousand yard stare that the Marines would get in uh, Vietnam. Like he starts kind of like looking mm-hmm. off into the distance with a tear. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Snelly. All right. It's getting it's getting hot up in here. Loop it back in. Okay. So, organ meats. Yes. Make it happen. Uh, not every day. No. So want to just pick Weekly a dose. organ meat. Yeah. To eat a week, like hey, if like I um, I got six ounces of liver, cut it up maybe for two weeks. You have organ, uh, maybe you get in, some, make some tongue tacos. You can do some heart. And spe- speaking, I still got that tongue for you. You got to get that today. And uh, for our bet, <laughs> here's what's funny: is John bet me that JJ Watt would get hurt in a game, and I took that bet. Well, and I get said a <laughs> I said he well, we we bet a, a big buffalo tongue that I've been hoarding that JJ Watt. The drama queen that he is would leave the game injured, mm-hmm. go off, take out a play, and then come sprinting back on like Superman getting back into the fight because he has to add to the J.J. Watt legacy. Well, He's such a warrior. And then I got to listen to, to uh, what's his name? Chris, Chris Collinsworth. Um, Chris Collinsworth. Oh, my God. J.J. Watt is to the J.J. best. To J.J. Watt's defense, they were down so many points that that dramatic pull – you only get so many times a season, John. He's saving it He's saving. to when they're in a game. Oh, did you? Uh, his brother actually played pretty well on Sunday. Well, he was defensive player of the year. And his brother? Last year. Yeah, no, I like his brother. I think his brother's a good player. Not a fraud. So I'll go with him that. But uh, also fired. Nick Busu, uh, out for ACL. the season, ACL. Oh, oh we, well, that's a crew episode we need to get into dude. because right. there was major ACL injuries um, in week two. Uh, Saquon. Um, Barkley. Barkley. The running, I mean, that dude's... I yeah, I mean, pretty amazing. Like I was watching it last night. They were going all the clips of all the all the injuries in week two, and I was like throwing up in my mouth at like the high level players. And I'm like, dude, but this is the environment you guys fucking created by getting rid of the preseason and shutting down. Did you think that players that didn't have, uh, you know, the you know the off season like? There's been a pretty strategic way that they've worked into the season. All of a sudden, you fucking throw it out, and then you wonder why these guys are getting hurt. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, uh, like, how did you know this wasn't going to happen? Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, well, let's let's hit that next crew okay. episode. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm pissed about that. An upcoming one. That's unfortunate. It sucks. Question. So I know it's without hopefully not prodding into it. Compared to last year, because last year is what like each for the each preceding yeah. season, there's been high levels of week well, one, week two, or preseason. Uh, type of injuries. Well, is been, it any higher? Well, they've been... Uh, just a one-to-one? After the strike, when they came with the new CBA, they actually said that they can only go pads. I want to say it's like seven times in the whole year. So they're going like three to five days of padded practices mm-hmm. during the se- uh, yeah. during the uh, uh, training camp. And the problem is, is that players have to work into the game and they have to learn to move their feet in these kind of you know big violent impacts. And there's a, a certain like level of preparation that comes from hitting full speed in pads in yeah, practice yeah. before you get out to the first game. And then you got the preseason game to get out there. All of this stuff is done not to, uh, you know, fucking beat players down, but to prepare them for yeah, this. It's a training response, right? Yeah. Like it's, you're gradiating a, a legitimate training response that prepares you to play at yeah. game speed. Well, and yeah. Right? And, yeah. and the other one too is um, you never want to be too fresh. Like that's a big thing. Like I remember guys would like get hurt and they'd be out for four or five, six weeks and they were real fresh. When they came back, they were almost like 
too fresh and they yeah, would potentially yeah. go out and hurt themselves even more. So they always told them like, Hey, take it easy. You haven't been out there. What do you mean? I, I feel great. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. You yeah. feel too good. You're going to get out there. You're going to hit too hard. You're going to move too fast. And you're going to hurt yourself. So there is kind of a numbing effect that like you get into it, you've got a little bit of wear and tear. Everybody's kind of injured, a little beat up and the game plays that way. The problem is these dudes are so fresh that they're coming out and they're just so too big, too strong. And yeah. Kind of like the, the motor can't outperform the lug nuts. Yep. If you if you're if you come in a little fatigued, whereas if you come in too fresh, maybe that's yeah kind of kind of the case. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what a fantastic chat we had today, boys. Yeah, we or, should do this more often. Organ meets and forward transfer cases. Yeah, and uh, ACL injuries and season-ending injuries in the NFL. Shame, shame on them. Shame. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning. Ing. Ing. Thanks, John. If you have a question, we've got an answer. Call us at 929-464-4640. That number is 929-ING-ING-0. Text us. Leave a message. Let us know what you want to know, and we'll let you know. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!